Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, February 5th, 2021. What's going on? How are you? I'm going to be completely honest. This is take like seven because I think after three years and change, one of my Samson Q2U series microphones has officially gone down. I... I'm not a tech expert. I don't know all the diagnostic tools that are necessary. Um, you know, there's, I basically, I plug it in to the Mac the way I always do, and the, the GarageBand recognizes it. But then when I record, it doesn't pick anything up. And the crazy thing is, the very first time I could tell something was wrong, um, you know, the, the whole time I was recording, which was only about 20 seconds. But, um, you know, I'm watching the feedback um, on GarageBand as I'm recording. And I, you know, you see the little lines move up and down like a polygraph test almost. Um, and this thing was just like heavy metal lines always going up so i'm like what's going on there i'm loud but i'm not that loud so i paused it listen back and it was just like a a like a static very high-pitched irritating sound like uh actually i just got out of the shower right before this and my shower has always done this but it it comes and goes in waves and levels of intensity it likes to make a very like high-pitched like steam engine kind of noise um when i you know, when I change the temperature or adjust the the position of the shower head. But lately, it's been taking it to a whole new level. Mach 5 edition. It sounds like those... Uh, I had this realization while I was in the shower. Um, like those things from uh, Lord of the Rings that the, the, the Nazgul ride, the fell beasts or whatever those things are called. Those dragon with the, you know, the really long necks. It's that, like level of high pitch irritation and i can't really do anything to make it go away it stinks um but so i listened back to it and it wasn't picking up my voice at all it was just that so i was like okay something's off there so i restarted GarageBand because usually that does the trick and i um started recording again and this time this is what the the ultimate sort of problem ended up being um it was just uh, not picking up anything. And I could tell because it wasn't, I was watching the feedback, nothing was coming through. Um, so I have no idea. I, we will try it out again later, but I was just trying to get this thing done, um, get it out of the way for you all. So if you want to do some easy weekend listening, you could, but boy, it's always, always when you want it to work. Mm, isn't that always how it goes? Anyways, my name is Quinn, and this is my show. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, it's the Beantown Podcast. It's one of the top 500 podcasts on the north side of Chicago. And uh, I'm looking like a total bro right now. Like, I, I, I belong in Wrigleyville with this look. I got a long sleeve tee, not a, long, a, a baseball tee. And admittedly, my pants don't really fit this, but I got a backwards cubs hat on that's my thing i get out of the shower i throw on my backwards cap because my hair 
is starting to become untamable like a lion's mane. And so I just, you know, kind of throw it under there to manage it. But, uh, yeah, sipping some of my whiskey, still working on the J. Henry from Dane, Wisconsin. I got my, uh, what are these called, a highball glass? I don't know. In my large ice cube. And we're just sipping. Mm. You know, we talked last week. Oh, and I'll mention listener discretion is advised. When you're listening to the Beantown Podcast, number one will occasionally use some language. Number two, the podcast is objectively terrible. I talked last week about my 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 dream, which was a, a, a hey, kind of a fun episode, you know? It was like we never done something like that before. If anyone is out there and they you you like to fall asleep to the Beantown Podcast, that was probably like your perfect episode. It was funky, man. It was like that movie Her, you know, just kind of the, like, just evisceral, effervescent, you know, it was just, hmm, it'll, it'll get you going. I tell you that much. It was an exciting episode to record. And the reason I mentioned last week's episode is I had, or am continuing to have funky dreams, I don't know what's been going on lately. Um, I'm not really doing anything out of the ordinary from a routine perspective, but I am having some crazy dreams. This time, I think it was Tuesday night. I don't know, man. And this doesn't make a lot of sense because I've never been in a musical before, nor have I ever even seen this musical performed before, I don't think. I was the leading role... In a stage production of The Music Man, which you might uh, you might know the uh, Matthew Broderick film version from, like, what, 05, something like that. Um, the funny thing was I know some songs from The Music Man just because they're, you know, like pop culture songs, um, you know, from the 50s or whenever that show was written. Um, <laughs> but um, we didn't, none of the songs we sang in the... In the dream production of The Music Man were songs that were from The Music Man. I don't recall what they were. That was a detail I should have written down when I woke up, but I neglected to. Um, But the best part (laughs) was, so at the end of any sort of musical production, they do the, uh, the bows, the take a bows, if you will. Um, And... (laughs) I don't know whose idea this was, probably mine, because I am I just love the attention and the spotlight. But you know how, you know, it, let's take a, a, a musical like The Music Man, okay? Whoever plays The Music Man, that one, uh, he's going to come out last, right? Because he's the star of the show. He's the Matthew Broderick. But I said, you know what? Even if you get to come out last, you're still only coming out once. So let's let's pump up those numbers a little bit. And I came out first, which is like a total sneak attack, right? You're expecting some sort of like whoever plays the townspeople or maybe the constable or one of those 76 trombones. You anticipate they're going to come out first, right? So I, boom, hit them where they weren't expecting it. 
came out first, and then I, I, I come off. You know, normally you would stay on while the other cast comes out for their applause, but I, I took off. And, you know, I never stop working, okay? Not even during, during the applause. Uh, I change my outfits into a different one, and then I come out in the middle. Like, people maybe thought, oh, oh that, maybe he's going to do two beginning and the end. No, I'm going to do beginning, middle, and end because I'm just a fighter like that, okay? So I come out in the middle, boom, hit him, come off the stage once more for another outfit change. And then, of course, we know how this is ending, literally with me. I come out onto the stage again in a third and final outfit. And the crowd is just loving me, okay? So really, I don't know what these dreams lately are all about, but they have been wild. And <laughs> I, I, maybe my dreams have something to do with the fact that I've been hustling a lot lately. I don't know, three jobs. You know, between you know, my, my primary job you know, the one that, that gets me health insurance and all that fun stuff. Um, that's fairly nine to five-ish with the occasional Saturday event or an evening session on a Tuesday, um, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, with China, that's a lot of 5 to 7 p.m. type stuff or 7 a.m. type stuff, because you might call Beijing, and it's like 9 p.m. when it's 7 a.m. here, or something like that. And then there's the occasional, like, overnight chat. So that stuff will pop up. And then this morning, <laughs> I wake up at, like, 3.30 a.m., and, you know, I usually fall asleep to the office um, or some sort of Pokemon stream or classical music of some kind with the laptop in bed next to me. And, um, so I, anytime I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll check the software tests because you might get, um, you know, some, uh, India, for example, will do a lot of software tests. And so they're basically 12 hours ahead. And so if it's, you know, 3.30 AM here, that's, that's prime time software testing for them. Um, long story short, I woke up this morning and I was doing a fitness app study from a company or at least the, the creators of the study were clearly not uh, English was not their strong suit but I get like 15 minutes into this thing and these these tests are usually 10 minutes is what they're advertised ten dollars for 10 minutes and all of a sudden it's like okay now set your phone up against the wall to calibrate it and it, this it's for a fitness app mind you and it's like you know, it's trying to take advantage of the like Peloton or mirror, like AI technology aspect of it. So they're giving you like a, they, they call it real life coach, but he's really artificial intelligence. Um, and they're like, now do a full workout. And then after that is up, which is like 15, 20 minutes or something, come back and answer these questions. And that was already after I'd done 15 minutes of this test. And I was only halfway through the questions when they wanted me to just casually do a workout for them at 3 a.m., and I was like, buy a guy a drink first. And so I reported their asses. And I got lucky, because sometimes the, the 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 company I work for, for software testing, has a lot of pros, and also has a lot of cons. Um, and one of the cons is that their support is usually 
subpar, if you will. But I got to tell you, I re, you know I reported this issue at 4 a.m. and I woke up again at like 7:30 a.m. to get the day started today, and they'd already gone back to me in seven dollars. So not the full ten, but it's something, you know. And I'm always hustling. Uh, all this is to say, maybe being up at odd hours of the night has something to do with um, crazy dreams. I don't know. If anyone out there has any expertise in dream analysis, or what's the story in the Bible with all the crazy dreams? Is that like happening in like Darius and King Leonard? I was going to say King Leonard. That's <laughs> that's not a character. Is, is Darius Leonard, is that like a basketball player or something? I was thinking uh, Xerxes. That's who I wanted to say. Darius was Xerxes' son, is that right? His father? I don't know. Daniel, isn't there something with uh, crazy dreams and needing an interpreter? Or no, that's uh, that's Joseph, right? But who's having the dreams? I don't know. We could use some clarification. What is it? The Pharaoh has a dream and there's seven years of, of famine but then there's also like the seven sickly cows and that's seven years of desert. What? And Joseph, what do they do? His, he's got, what, 11 brothers and they all team up to throw him down the well? Just because he had a cool coat? I thought I had it bad when my brothers hid my Pokemon game from me. These guys threw him down a well. I always thought that was a little extreme. And then what happens? Some like random slave dudes from Egypt just stumble upon this well in the middle of Egypt. Sounds miserable. Can you imagine? You know, because you you figure they're rocking sandals back then, like camel hide, maybe dolphin hide. Carlos Hyde. Um, and what? They just pick this guy up and they're like, you're with us now? One of the gang? If he got thrown down a well, wouldn't he have like broken his tibia? Tibula? Tibia? Fibia? Fibula? I can never get those straight. Phalanges? Metacarpals? Metatarsals? Carpals are in your hand, tarsals are in your feet, because T goes with toe. Is that right? You can email us, beantownpodcast.yahoo.com. Again, that's beantownpodcast.yahoo.com. Um, and how does it work? Like, he rises up through the ranks or something to become a trusted advisor to the Pharaoh? That's a real. Uh, that's the OG rags to riches story, if you ask me. And then what happens? Like, he's... I think VeggieTales did an episode on this. He's just like hanging out in the bar one day in, you know, Giza or wherever the ancient capital of Egypt was. I don't know. I've never been there. And his brothers all come strolling through and they're like, he they, they don't know who he is, but he knows who they are. So... You know, Joseph and the, and the, the, the Technicolor Dreamcoat, that's a musical, right? 
like the music man. Hmm. Maybe we'll have a dream about that. That would be tough to pull off though, because I don't actually know anything uh, about just for the, the multi, the multi, the multiple technological colored dream coat. I did one year for Christmas, super randomly, my grandmother, Grandma Sal, she's been on the podcast before, podcasting legend, three years ago already, yikes. We were all a lot younger back then, weren't we? Um, she gave me a VHS copy of, I, it was like the local high school, I don't know, it's probably buried at my parents' house somewhere, a VHS pr- copy production of some local performance of joseph in the technicolor dream coat i don't know i never watched it i just it never happened probably too busy watching the parent trap uh or aladdin because those those films feature some serious babes uh aladdin jasmine i stand by this hottest disney princess and it's not close like she was turning boys into men at a very young age. <laughs> and then the parent trap, I mean, look, if you, if you're if you were a youngster and you were into, you know, uh prepubescent Lindsay Lohan, good for you. That wasn't my thing. I think it, there was just a lot of of strong female energy in that movie, right? Forget Quaid, you got Two Lindsay Lohans, not just one, yet two. Yet the whole the whole opening third of the film takes place at an all girls summer camp. Every nine year old boy's dream. <laughs> you got Natasha Richardson, may she rest in peace. Total English babe, like she's got the the glam, the fashion, she looks good. And then Dennis Quaid's like new wife is, you know, a total pain in the ass, but Meredith, was that her name? I think there's a pool or a scene where they're at the pool, and she was looking good. Mm. Um, speaking of <laughs> speaking of Meredith, however, um, the only other thing that I actually wanted to get to um, in this episode, I, I'm, I'm keeping it short because we actually have Rachel's coming over. We need to make dinner, um, and I do not want to keep her waiting. I do not want her to get grumpy. <sighs> Um, Real Housewives. You can tell I, I came in with a lot of material for this episode. Um, before we get to that, I'll just briefly mention um, that in two weeks here, I think Saturday, February 20th is the date we're shooting for, we have our Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser, which is super exciting. Looking forward to that. Um, I did actually, I uh, last night, I think two nights ago, last night maybe, um, I, I put together the GoFundMe for the podcast this year. Wait till I unveil it. Um, you're going to love it. It's very charity oriented. We got donor tiers. There's just a lot to be excited for. Um, I haven't made it public yet. I will do that soon. I know we'd say February is pledge drive month and it's already five days, um, over, but you know, I don't think you all need a full 28 days to donate. Usually it takes like 30 seconds. Okay. So, that's coming up. Next week is a big TBD on what the the program's going to be. It might be another Friday because Rachel and I are going away um, just for the weekend to 
Michigan for uh, Valentine's Day and our anniversary. Looking forward to that. Should be fun. And I, I assume it's just as cold out there as it is here. Man, it is miserable. I actually, um, <laughs> I neglected to mention, I had been, I had hit every single one of my runs, running days this calendar year up until yesterday. I finally missed one. Um, not because I didn't have enough time, but just because I tweaked my hammy, not in a specific incident, but just running in the cold is tough on it. And Wednesday I ran a 10K and it was just, just by the end of it, I was really gimpy. And I was just like, I definitely could go out there yesterday and run, you know, five miles or something. But it was just like, at what, at what cost? And yesterday, if you're in Chicago, wow, were those conditions rough. Um, you know, not only is it mega cold now, but it's just ice everywhere. And this week of all things, I, I had to go into the office Monday morning unexpectedly i was actually coming back i came back from rachel's from lakeview got to my apt at like 8 45 i'm all settled down i got my duncan and i won't get into the technical details of the computer issue but my work computer was completely locked out of so i had to go downtown and get that fixed and then i had to go back downtown yesterday to get the keyboard replaced uh, which is good news because now i can finally Tight without having to worry how I strike my A key or my C key or my U key, right? We were down to 23 fully functioning letters on the keyboard. Uh, but man, coming back, I don't know. And this, ha- this has happened to me maybe once or twice before, uh, which is not saying much because I've ridden the train many, many times in my life and been in cars and whatever. I got really bad motion sickness, like next level type stuff. Um, I don't know if it was because I had had coffee on an empty stomach and then rode the train. I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on this stuff. Um, but it, it was coming back. It was like 2, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. It was a blizzard snowstorm outside. So it's super cold. And I get on the train, and I'm, you know, I'm wearing regular winter stuff. I got my coat, my hat. Um, and underneath is just a T-shirt and jeans. So I'm literally, you know, we're, we're, we're rocking two layers here. Um, and just had to, I mean, the, the, the sweating that set in and the nausea that set in, holy moly, it was rough. Um, I, I was pretty sure between, and again, I'm coming from Jackson up to Loyola on the red line from about Fullerton up to, I'd say Lawrence. I was like, yeah, I'm going to puke. It's just a matter of like, does it happen on the train or do I sense it coming far out enough to where I can hop off at whatever the next stop is and just go there? But I really did not want to hop off. For, I mean, obviously you never want to hop off, but in this particular circumstance, because it is a freaking blizzard outside. Um, so that was just like, really don't want to do that. Ended up, got past it. And then, of course, you hop off the train, and I feel just fine. Um, get home, eat some cheese and crackers. I feel good again. Then I make the critical critical mistake. You know, I'm not a uh, not a home workout kind of guy. I like my runs, but since I wasn't running yesterday, I was like, well, let me just do a little home workout. I find some whatever you know, do it at home, no weights, just a yoga mat thing on YouTube. And it just killed me. It's because I have no core strength. 
And then all of a sudden, I'm feeling mega nauseous again, yada, yada, yada. I didn't end up making dinner till like 8 p.m., 8.30, just because my stomach and my head were just way out of sync yesterday. Wowza. Um, but I want to I wanna say thanks to, uh, thanks to our sponsors, Home Pride Oregon. Um, out there in Bend, Oregon. If you need a home inspected, we've got your guy, Steve. You can go to homeprideoregon.com for more information. You can also get your hair cut, your beard trimmed, or your uh, calves massaged. Massage therapy, we could get into that. Uh, Cuts by Q. They've got the good stuff. I also want to give a shout-out to the Samson Q2U series. And it is a shame uh, that we are now down, down to one. Um, which we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fix that ASAP, um, especially if we want to do interviews coming up. The Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. We usually have some guest callers. So, yeah, um, we're gonna have to get that fixed. We will have to adjust that. Um, and otherwise, am I forgetting anyone? No, our uh, our promo for the Everlasting Comfort bath pillow has ended. No word yet if I won their influencer content. We will see. You know, I'm getting, I, I was just casually checking my emails because I'm a multitasker. As I was um, just, literally, it takes, it takes five seconds, not even multitasking. Um, but <laughs> this pissed me off. I get an email from this, okay, there's this place on Clark, Clark and Pratt called Smack Dab. They do, it's like a coffee and, and pastries sort of thing, but they also do dinner. I think they, I don't even know what their food is really like. I've never eaten from there before. Uh, but I was just bumming around this afternoon, like, because I didn't want to go out this morning to get coffee, kind of a long walk, no matter which way you slice it. And I was just feeling very cold and wanting to be cozy. Um, but I was like, you know what, this afternoon when I really want to stretch my legs, get the sunshine on my skin a little bit, even though it's still cold. Like, I'll go out and get a nice coffee this afternoon. Well, my go-to Friday coffee spot, Common Cup up on Morris, apparently closes at 1 p.m. every day now, which is disappointing. So then I was like, well, let me go to Smack Dab. And the reason I bring them up, I just got an email from them, like some sort of advertisement, whatever. But I tried to order from Smack Dab, and apparently they're closed from like 1 to 5.30 or something. So I was really getting shut out, and I ended up not having any afternoon coffee, which after what happened yesterday is maybe a good thing. But um, you know what? I can't get no respect. And I could have gone to Dunkin', but I was just I was feeling fancy. You know, I wanted uh, either my, my cappuccino from Common Cup or uh, Smack Dab. I've only gotten coffee from them once or twice, but they have, like, some... Uh, cool uh, salted caramel latte or one time I had like this maple latte which just tasted like pure maple syrup and that's delicious so I was really feeling one of those but it's not to be so my last thing here I know we usually do this first but um yesterday last or, or two nights ago excuse me Wednesday night was the season finale uh, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And as a reminder, leading up to this episode, they had just 
done like a two-parter in Vegas. And Jen Chow was just insufferable. They went to the hypnotist house. They're like, raise your hand if you don't trust Jen Shaw. Everyone else raises their hands. And then raise your hand if you don't trust Heather. And, of course, no one's going to put up their hands except Jen Shaw, which is like bad move because Heather's really her only friend. Um, anyways, so now we come back to Salt Lake City. And it was kind of a disappointing finale because the ladies, for the most part, were kind of just doing their own things. Uh, it was 90 minutes long. It really didn't need to be. There was way too much flashbacks. Some of the editing was good, but overall it was just it felt like total filler. Um, it really feels like the show has nothing to go on when Jen Shaw is not, like, freaking out. Because we don't really, like, the ladies don't spend that much time together. And there aren't, like, super deep friendships or super deep riffs. It's just kind of like whenever Jen Shaw decides she wants to, like, freak out, that's basically, like, the episode. So the kind of backdrop of this finale is that Heather's beauty bar is, like, moving locations or opening a new location. I don't really know. So she's, like, getting ready for all that stuff. She mentions at one point in the episode that she's, like, excited and ready to get laid Nothing ever comes of that. There was no Big Daddy. If you remember from many episodes ago, she went out on a double date with, was it Jen Shah, I think. Yeah, it was Jen Shah and Coach Shah. And then Coach Shah brought his friend Big Daddy, who was, like, really into, like, after-school programs and, like, working with kids and stuff. And they painted him to be just this awful person because he talked a lot. Whatever. Big Daddy, I want back on the show. TBD. He wasn't in this episode. Um, so Heather's kind of off doing that the whole time. Whitney, her dad has finished rehab and he's a hairdresser, which is like, if you've seen his hair, probably the one profession you would guess that he's not. Um, but he does like this demo, um, where he cuts Whitney's hair in front of this class. I don't know if he's like, I remember he's like trying to get into the school or something, however it works, whatever. Um, but he's actually, like, really personable. He's having fun with the class. He seems like he's in a good place. Um, Meredith really doesn't do that much this episode. She's back with her husband, Seth. And she's talking. She's telling Seth about how Jen Shaw was saying stuff about their marriage to Whitney. This is like, many episodes ago, back when Whitney and Jen Shaw were just hanging out, like, lifting weights. Like, two and a half pound weights. Um, and Seth is just, like, he's not angry, but he's, like, all of a sudden really passionate and just like yelling and cussing a lot, which is just like, it was really weird because it's just like not the Seth that we had been introduced to in the first, you know, 12 episodes of this season or whatever. And we get a very short, brief Brooks appearance. I don't even remember what it was about. But then um, Mary finally leaves the house, which is super exciting. And she goes, it's really weird though, because she goes to her church and they're having choir practice, and the whole thing is just bizarre. She walks in, and people are like, like they've just seen Jesus or something. They're just like screaming, they're clapping, they're like crying tears of joy. They're so happy that Mary Cosby has graced them with her presence. It's all very bizarre. Um, and she just like takes over choir practice, and that it's. <laughs> It's not that really even entertaining. It just kind of happens, and you're just like, okay, this is Mary Cosby. At least she left the house. 
big news. Uh, Lisa goes to her office and she's like meeting with one of her interns or something who's basically Lisa, but 20 years younger. They're like identical. It's kind of spooky. And then her family shows up, Lisa's family. She's got her husband and her two kids and her two sons. And one of the sons is like 15 and he's got a, he physically, he looks like he hasn't hit puberty, but his voice is super deep. It's really strange. Very scary. And then this other son is just like kind of ADD, like eight years old. He's drawing stuff on the whiteboard, whatever, being an eight-year-old. But they're pitching these two sons apparently have their own like, I don't even know what it is. Is it clothing? Is it skincare? Like Axe body spray or something? I don't know. They have this brand. It's called like Fresh Wolf or something. And they're making this kid do a pitch, the 15-year-old. And it's just very strange. The whole thing is just like bizarre. Not particularly like entertaining. You're just kind of watching it. Um, and then Jen Shaw, uh, Coach Shaw surprises Jen with salsa dancing. They do that. Jen Shaw or, or Coach Shaw is always putting on the smooth words. And for the most part, Jen Shaw is like pretty tolerable. Not a lot of crying is good. So eventually we get to the, the big set piece, the grand opening of Heather's beauty bar, whatever, grand reopening. I don't know. Meredith walks in. She's wearing this crazy-ass mask. I don't know what the term is for a fencer's mask, but that's what she's wearing. It's nuts. And everyone is like, Meredith, what are you wearing? Take it off. It's just... it does. I, you can't see her face. It's She looks like a Marvel villain or something, or like Iron Man's sexy Utah cousin. I don't really know. Um... But, yeah, they have their party, and everyone is, like, confronting Jen Shaw separately. And then eventually, Heather really gets into it with her. And we don't get a lot of, like, resolution, but it's also not, like, a huge, big, sparks-flying, yelling kind of fight. So the whole thing is just kind of not a letdown, but just, like, I don't know. Not that much going on. Not terribly interesting. Anyways, apparently there's a three-part ladies tell-all sort of spill-the-tea kind of gab session, and I've heard these sorts of things are common on reality shows. So we're going to see what happens next week. Andy Cohen is hosting, so you know it's going to be good. Um, But that's pretty much what I wanted to share with you. So thanks for tuning in, and yeah, if it's cold where you are, put on your long johns and get your Duncan and hunker down. Uh, We're going to queue up some music here. Thanks for tuning in. More information coming out soon about the pledge drive. And uh, that's what I got for you. So stay safe, stay sane, and I'll check in on you next time. Bye.